0: welcome to the biz Rose podcast this is eli libby oh thank you kyle. my name's kyle nelson i said your name first this time that was that was definitely like, <laughs> i like it i like it welcome 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 everybody we have got such a cool cool yes. guest today for a treat it is gonna be an amazing conversation mm-hmm. he is a world record holder which is pretty pretty sweet it's a yes. rarity um and he is not just one of the world's fastest reader mm-hmm. he is the world's fastest yes. reader he's been on over 1100 talk shows and different shows um he can read over 80 pages a minute that's pretty nuts i don't even know if i can read 80 nuts. words uh, yeah
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't uh
0: <laughs> and he read a 1500 page healthcare bill in 50 minutes wow wish our politicians would do that anyways mr <laughs> howard berg uh he has a website called berglearning.com howard welcome to the biz bros welcome podcast to the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, we are Absolutely. very excited. Um,
1: yes, for our listeners that uh, you know listening in now, make sure to tune in to the to the visual version as well. Um, Howard, you have a lot of books behind you. Have you read all those? That was my first question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah I, I read a lot.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I can I can imagine. Well, uh, I think the best way to kick this off is with your background um, and learning more about that Guinness World Record. I think a lot of our listeners want to hear about that, and so do we. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about that record and maybe how it kind of evolved.
2: There's two answers. The short answer is uh, I read faster than everyone else, but that's probably not the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I love it. That's a short answer, but I'll give you a more, a more precise answer. Okay. I I, I grew up in Brooklyn in a really horrible part in the projects. And there were a lot of gangs. It was like West Side Story without the music and dancing. Uh, I (laughs) met Renato. He had a knife. I I literally had a knife to my throat. Uh, I found the safest place in my neighborhood was the library. Because kids and gangs would rather be dead than caught in the library with a book. So I read a lot. And when I was yeah. 11, I had college reading. I went to college at 17. I went to the State University of New York, Binghamton, to major in biology. Mm. In the second half of my junior year, I had interested in how the brain works. So I told the dean I want to do two majors, bio and psych. And he looked at me and said, you have one year left. You had no psych courses. You have to do the whole four year program in one year and finish bio. Mm-hmm and take six science courses with two four-hour labs. And each lab report took 16 hours on a slide rule. And I had three jobs. To make it a little challenging, I was working 18 oh, yeah, hours yeah. a week. So he looked at me and he said, you're not smart enough. And, and that's oh. when I realized wow. he never taught me how to learn. So I figured out how to learn from what I was learning. Got up to 80 pages a minute. I did the program in one year. I took the GRE, which is an SAT for graduate school. And and three nights, I went back over like 40, 48 books that I'd used in biology, like biochemistry, genetics, cell physiology. I got three questions wrong. So I was, I got an 800. I was in the 99th percentile in the world. And then I was like, is it me or the system? Is there a difference between you can do it or can you teach? Yeah. I taught kids, kids 11 to 15, how to do it. And they did a. Co- a college course, lifelong developmental psych, a, co- a nice. sophomore course in one week. They read a 30-chapter book in one week, took the AP test, wow. and 15 out of 18 passed the credit, got full college credit in one week. So I was like, okay, it's more than just that I can do this, I can teach this, and that's what I'm here to do today is share some of what I discovered wow. with our listeners to help them succeed in a knowledge-based economy by learning faster. <laughs>
0: That is mind so mind-blowing.
2: Cool.
1: What I, a cool story, though.
0: Yeah, I have so many different questions
2: I off too. of that. Yeah. I, just a real quick yeah.
0: question. I'm, just, I'm sure you get asked a lot. So we're talking 80 pages a minute. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I honestly it's actually a I
2: page could... and a half a second. So it depends on the the number of words vary from the font size <laughs> and the page size. But approximately, I think about two 300 words per page. So it was about 25,000. But it's really a page and a half a second. It's
0: just, you I turn pages that fast.
2: Turn <laughs> one page, two page, turn the turnings. What slows you down because you have to turn the page, so it takes right. a little time to turn the page, and that's why you read so slowly.
1: Okay, uh, so follow up question. Why <laughs> <me> <Yeah>. Our follow-up question to that is uh, comprehension around those uh, around that reading. I mean, how, do, how are you comprehending that quickly? That's a um, great question,
2: I, great question. Okay, um, there's different <laughs> levels of comprehension, literal, implied, and inferential. Uh, and mm. there's also different uh, kinds of reading. There's inspectional reading, and there's analytical reading. Inspectional mm. reading is getting the main ideas, and uh, right. analytical reading is slower. So I did a graduate course in educational psych, which is a five month course. I read the book in seven hours, four times. I took the AP test, which was a six hour test in 50 minutes and got a B plus. They said, why didn't I get an A? I didn't need an A, I was a teacher, I needed the credits. So my yeah. goal yeah. was for, I didn't care about the course, I cared about the credits. Yeah. I needed a C Absolutely. minus or B plus. I think a B-plus in less than eight hours That's on a graduate course good. for $65 very- was a win. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> That's
1: a big um, win, Howard. Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: oh my so, so we do have a couple topics that we're going to talk about. Now, I I don't know how – I have one more question. Though. I don't know how comprehensive of a question this is. If it's way too much and it's like, yes. let's not even go there, but it's a very simple question. How do you do it? Oh, I can
2: actually <laughs> show you how to do it. I let's do it. Wow. To see that. Yeah, okay. right, let's do so it. do two steps. First, how to okay. read faster, and second, okay. how to comprehend better, because they're not the same. Reading okay. by itself isn't learning, even slow reading. Because if yeah. it was, everyone reading a book would get an A. We don't see that happening. So first, I'll show you to go quicker, and then I'll show you how to comprehend better, okay?
1: let right. right. We do are it. ready to go. We are let's absolutely see. ready. So when we're good.
2: done, pick a book you've read, preferably nonfiction because they're more structured. They're designed to convey data, whereas fiction is designed to confuse you, so you don't know what the ending is. Okay. And read for a minute the way you normally read. Nothing special. Don't change. Time it with a timer. Use a smartphone or a smartwatch. Yep. When the bell rings, take a pen and mark off where you finish. Just read normal and see how far you get. That's going to give you a sense of how much you can read now. In a minute. Now the magic. Go to the second chapter. Take your hand and go one line at a time with your eyes following your hand. This is important. As fast as you could comprehend. So as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker and quicker and quicker till you don't. That's when you know it got too fast because I already understand the book. The only reason I don't understand is I'm going too fast. Slow down just enough so the comprehension's back. And for five minutes it's fast and no faster. And you could comprehend one line at a time, eyes following your hand, and then stop and go to the first chapter a second time. This time, do a minute with your hand as fast as you could comprehend. And you'll go about 20 to 40% past the line that you did in the first minute. Just that one change. That's easy. That's what we do in Berg Learning, we, we show people that's the first step. Now, the second step, which yeah. I think is more important, is how do you understand, which is right. what you were asking. And it's a lot of hey, need- a lot more depth to it, but I can get you started. W- one of the problems with speed reading is it didn't work, not mm-hmm. for learning. Uh, yeah. I, I have a funny story I'll tell you, and then I'll go into the details. Uh, about 25 years ago, when MSNBC launched, one of their first hosts was Dick Cavett. As you may know, he was a very famous talk show host in the 70s, sort of like Stephen Colbert is. Mm-hmm. And Dick and I got to be friends, and we were chatting after the interview, and he told me a story about Woody Allen taking Evelyn Woods, which was the big speed reading program. Mm-hmm. And we had War and Peace, which is like like the New York Yellow Pages in five wow. minutes. He says, that's incredible. What do you remember? And Woody said, it's about the Russian Revolution. That's all I remember. And that was speed reading. I think it's a math book. It's a book about <laughs> biology. You didn't learn math, you didn't learn biology. So if wow. you slow down to learn something you didn't know, you lost your speed because it was always those hand motions. Haggle I... qu- quickly, always. I fixed it. I took what I learned about the brain. So it's no longer just mechanics, but psychology. And I'll demonstrate specifically how that might work. One of the key elements to comprehending text is called schema. And I'll demonstrate it by reading a passage with zero schema, and you'll be very confused. I'll read it a second time with a title, one word, that has schema, and instantly everything will make sense. You can see how schema makes text meaningful. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. Oh, please. This is the schemaless text. Watch how confusing it is. And the easy words. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm going to read it again. One word title. Everything will make sense. Are you ready? Okay. Here's the schema, the title. Laundry. Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at Mm -hmm. home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This could be a major mistake and cost you quite a bit of money. By training people where these schematic clues lie in the text, Mm, they can go two, three, four times faster and very technical material like war or medicine with better understanding because they're not just going quicker, They're learning what their brain is looking for to understand and comprehend better. By combining those two strategies along with several others, we can go two to four times faster with outstanding comprehension. And we did a double-blind efficacy study with 100 random people that proved normal, average, everyday people could go two to four times faster with very, very good comprehension.
0: My
2: gosh. In four hours. In four hours.
1: That's crazy. So in four hours you can teach that kind of knowledge to get them to be able to Mm -hmm. identify those titles within the text.
2: Understand. (laughs) I'm talking high-level learning, chemistry, medicine, law. Not not important here's a who, which doesn't require an intensive amount of learning. Well, maybe for my buddy right here, but uh, <laughs> one of my first books. I mean, I'm not going to say I never read it, but I was three years old. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, excuse that, I think.
0: That's amazing. Wow. So there's a couple things we did want to chat about. <laughs> one, which really is intriguing to me because yes. I feel like I don't have the best memory and i don't know why i just i have problems with that (laughs) how to develop a laser sharp memory to retain and recall information when you need to use it so what are the key things within the small amount of time we have what are the key things to develop that laser sharp memory to retain and recall that
2: i'll do better than that i'll tell you the two things and then show you how to do it how's that
0: oh let's go delivering just keep going okay
2: first the two main mechanisms but retaining our emotion and repetition. Mm. So okay. you get married, you never forget it. You have a child, you never. You graduate school. One time, it only has to happen once, but it's so significant in your life that you don't have to study it and recall it. You just never yep. forget life-changing events because mm. the emotion is so powerful, it locks in. When mm. you think of the things in your life that happen, I guarantee 99% of them are very big deals, things that really yeah. changed you or affected you yeah. deeply and emotionally. Yeah. But obviously, you can't learn everything in a book that way. It's too much yeah. to expect. So, let me demonstrate a technique. There are many. I'm going to give you 10 things to remember. You won't be able to. Then, you will teach you how, and instantly, oh. you know, the whole list backwards <laughs> and forwards. And when you're done, it's not a drill. It's a tool, and I'll show you how to use it in business. Is that okay?
0: Yeah. That's more that sounds, than okay. Let's yeah, do it. I was just going to
2: say that. There's 10 scared. things to remember. Pole, okay. shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, bowling pins. I'm willing to bet you and our audience do not know all 10, maybe a few, but not all 10, effortlessly, backwards mm. and forwards. I think that's a fair statement.
0: Yeah. Uh, Maybe you got a cat, gun. I don't know. i got about (laughs) three. Yeah, that's normal. You not
2: only remember them all, but you can teach this to three-year-olds, and they'll remember them all. It's that simple once you learn how. Let me show you two two things. You remember 10% of what you read, 90% of what you say and do, because this isn't a drill but a tool. When I ask you to say and do, please do that to lock it in and our audience also, to lock it in. Okay. Two, one of the secrets to memory, and there are many, is if you have a list that you know, it's hanging in your brain. And what do we do with hangers? We can hang things on them. We're going to learn the 10 things we just heard using the numbers from 1 to 10 that you know already that are in your brain. And I'm going to make it super easy to do. Are you ready? I'm
0: ready. Number
2: one. Looks like a pole. Think of a lamp or a Mm -hmm. a, uh, a flagpole. One. So when I say one, you say pole. Ready? One. Pole, pole. Perfect. Two is shoes. You wear two shoes. What's two? Shoes. What was one? Pole. Good. Getting smarter. Three is a tricycle. There's (laughs) three wheels on a tricycle. What's three? Three. Three. What was two? Shoes. What was one? Oh, oh, excellent! I'm just gonna mute my phone. All right, a little music in the background. That's how I
1: do
0: memory.
2: Yeah, that was a business quote but I'm <laughs> gonna take it later. I think that and was the next thing I want to I... go with four. Four is a car. There's four tires, tires. on a car. So what's four?
0: Four a car.
2: <laughs> and two. Yeah, four is four. But what <laughs> is four? It's a car. Two yeah. is two is got shoes. Boom. And one is hole. And hole. three is Tricycle. Tricycle. You're jumping. It's okay. And notice you're looking for your pictures. Five is a glove. There's five fingers in a glove. What's five? Glove. Glove. What was three? Tricycle. Tricycle. What was one? Oh. Getting easier. Six gun. They love them in Texas. Cowboys have six guns. What's six?
0: Got your six. Yep. Gun.
2: Gun. Four is a. Car. Car. Right, on, and two is, who yeah, is? perfect. On, Lucky seven and dice, seven dice, seven dice. What's seven? Nice, nice. What was five? Give you a clue. Glove, Glove. three, tricycle, one. Oh,
0: you are
2: almost done. Rhymes work. Say eight skate, eight skate. Eight? What's eight? Eight. It's skate. skate. Perfect. Six. What did they love in Texas? Guns. 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 Four. A car car two cheers <laughs> cheers perfect just two more nine how many lives does a cat have they got nine, nine. so nine, nine is lives. a cat what's nine cats what was seven lucky in nice Dice. five is a Love. Love. Oh. three that was tricycle one,
1: <laughs> one. <kidding>. oh pull.
2: <laughs> last number is ten how many bowling ten. pins are in a lane
0: 10. ten
2: bowling pins. What's ten?
0: Is it pins. pins or bowling? Bowling pins. Uh,
2: bowling pins. Let's bowling, do the list together that you couldn't do. Yeah. What was one? Pole. Oh, oh. What was two? Teachers. What was three? <laughs> what was four? <laughs> Five. Love. Six Texas. None. Seven's lucky in
1: Yes, Lives. Nope. Dice. Eight, Dice.
2: Eight eight oh, rhymes with.
1: Skate. Skate.
2: Nine uh, messed up. Nine is a... Five. And ten... Five. Perfect. Here's how you use it. You just yeah. learned how to speed learn numbers, which are tricky in business. Imagine you're in a hotel and your room is 314. How many times by the time you got to the lobby you forgot your room? Here's how to remember numbers. We use pictures, which are easier. Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car. Picture this in a movie. A tricycle hits a pole okay. on a car. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. A car. A tricycle, <laughs> what number? Three. It's a pole. One on a car. One. 314 is my hotel room. That's your hotel room. <laughs> it's also pie in geometry for kids. 3.14. So I teach it to science and math students mm. and history, business, wow. percentages, due dates, product SKU numbers room numbers, phone numbers, and the zero, because numbers go from zero to nine. Zero is 10 bowling pins. So now you have pictures for every number. You mm. string the pictures together in a funny movie. You play back the movie and as you see each picture, you know what number it represents. That's how you speed memorize numbers. Wow.
1: That's crazy. That is amazing. Is that kind of similar to um, remembering people's names? I know that networking yes. events Heard a lot of that stuff too, right? Is it Kyle yes. is spelled K Y L E? Like just doing things like that allows you to remember their name. Is it yeah, kind make pictures? So someone's
2: yeah. name is John. Picture a urinal on his head because it's mm. a John. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I did. That's how you remember John. I'll give you my no. name, Howard. A question mark on a Ow. piece of wood. How yep. would. Yep. And he could put yep. it on an iceberg. How would okay. Berg. How question mark would and pictures are easier to remember than names. And when you peg the picture to their face, when you see their face, the picture triggers the memory of the name.
0: Okay. I have been doing memory like this for a very long time, just naturally. And I thought it wasn't normal. I thought this was very normal. Yeah. I, I always try to like, if I need to remember something, I think something kind of like off the wall to remember that item. Interesting. Perfect. Yeah, I thought that worked. Like that worked. Crazy. That worked. <laughs> worked. I don't well, know. You're
2: Intelligent. You instinctively you. did something <laughs> very smart. That's a good thing. Nothing wrong with being smart.
0: I'm so stoked right now.
1: Howard. That's um, good. So uh, in, in regards to memory, a lot of people have memory in terms of forgetting tasks and different things um, that they have to do, maybe smaller tasks that they forget. You said it relates to emotion. How do you relate emotion to these tasks?
0: Mm.
2: Like to to, to remember. I'll give you a specific. So imagine I go to a Dan Kennedy conference. I was I'm good friends with Dan. I know him many years. We used to lecture with Zig Ziglar together. So I'm I'm watching him teach a new marketing strategy. He's a brilliant teacher of marketing. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying I can double my monthly revenue if I do what he just showed. So when I'm taking notes, I don't just take down what I'm learning. I do three columns. The first column is what I'm learning. The second column is my insights. Uh, How is it related to something else or what did he do to make this interesting? But the third column is how will I use what I just learned? And I write down Mm -hmm. what I will do with that idea in my business when I get home. Now, when I go home, I look at the ideas that I'm going to use and I start using them. Every day, I pick some of those ideas. Now, when I start doubling my income, using what he taught me. Do you think my brain will remember that? Something that increases my profits by 50 to 100%. Do I have to struggle to remember something that just doubled my income? So it's using information that makes the information Mm. provide the benefits that we're desiring. And when the benefits we desire are fulfilled in a big way, that's something your brain will remember because it has right. great value, and you never forget things like that.
1: Wow. Okay. Thank you. That, that was powerful. Very powerful. I think people can really, really use that.
0: Hmm. Amazing. So let's jump in a little bit into emotional intelligence yep. strategies mm-hmm. for success. Yes, and pointers on that. Very,
2: very important. Uh, I was training the U.S. Special Forces at Fort Bragg, the Royal Thai Army in Bangkok, and the Canadian Special Forces in Toronto. And they're very well trained, but many times they're up three, four days in a row, no sleep. They don't yeah. remember what they learned. They right. could get killed. So I'm going to show you how to create a state. What I taught them is how to wake up when they're exhausted. I'll teach you the same oh, skill right. and then relate it back to business in terms of EQ. Okay. Now, we know the left side of the brain controls the right, and the right side controls the left. So do this with me. Take your left hand and touch your right shoulder, and then your right hand and touch your left, alternating. So it's the Macarena without the music. Okay. Now, ideally, we should stand, but because we're in front of microphones, it's not practical. But later on, do this standing. We'll do it seated for now. Take your left okay. hand, touch your right knee, and your right hand, touch your left knee, alternating. When you're standing, the knee will move. So both sides of your brain are doing something. Grab your thumb in your hand like I am and say this the way I'm saying it with enthusiasm. I feel great. Yes. I feel great. great. Yes. Yes. That's good. So Some people I feel great. That's how you're going to feel. You don't want to feel that (laughs) way. You want to feel great. We're going to do three sets of these, starting with the shoulder taps. And when we're done, I'm going to show you how to use this to instantly wake up when you need it. Are you ready? Yes. Starting to show the taps. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you
0: feel? I feel, I feel great.
2: great. Yes. Faster yes. this time. Ready? Okay.
0: One,
2: two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel you great. Yes. Yes, just tie as fast as you can when you're standing. Don't be near a table, you'll bang your knees. Ready? One, two, on three, me. four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I feel great. Okay. Yes, do you know what happens? You do this three times, nothing. Now, you probably would like something, so let me show you that one. Remember Pavlov? He rang a bell. I have a rotary president, that's our bell. He rang a bell, he fed a dog, he rang a bell. He fed the dog. He rang a bell. The dog drool. You, you don't yep. want to yep. drool. You don't ah. want to be in an important meeting and try to wake up by tapping your shoulders. Everyone will think you're out of your mind. <laughs> the new studies show habits take 90 days to form. Yep. So every day, slow, medium, fast. I feel great. Yes. I feel mm-hmm. great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now you're in an important meeting. This is your bell. You say to yourself while holding your thumb, I feel great. Yes. And you remember, every time you did it, you stimulated the left brain, the right brain, both hemispheres, and you woke up. So that triggers an alertness response. That's the bell. In the same way, you can learn relaxation and focus. For example, if I teach you to drive, you're ready for your road test, and you fail, and I said, why did you fail? I got nervous. It was a test. Many people get tense taking tests or speaking mm-hmm. in public, can't remember <laughs> what they've learned. What if I didn't just teach you to drive, but how to mm-hmm. stay calm taking the test? So in business, what state do people need to be in to do what you're telling them successfully? And what state might get in the way? And what are you doing to help eliminate the negative and create the positive state so they get the results they paid you for? And another uh, sidebar, this is a business, podcast when you give people information what are you doing to help them remember it most people think giving you information is the end how many mm. times has people someone giving you information and by the time you got home you didn't remember it
0: right. you mm.
2: need to not just tell people what they need to know but how to know it when they need to know it so they can actually use what you told them when they need to and be in the right frame of mind mm. to successfully do what you told them. If you do those two things, you'll have more referrals and happier customers.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Very pre- powerful in a presentation, especially <laughs> like mm-hmm. a sales deck or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of it. I- did
2: that help with what <laughs> you, <laughs> you wanted to know about memory?
0: Yes,
1: sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. Oh, so I think tying opinion. it to I think tying it to business as well is, is really helpful. Um, Very
2: important. Information doubles every um, six months and and, mm. and more is printed in, in, in six weeks than in all human history through the year 1800. Yeah. People are struggling just to stay on top of what they need, let yeah. alone getting ahead. By learning to learn faster, you have more knowledge. You make fewer mistakes. You make better choices. You yeah. You innovate quicker. You stay right. ahead of the competition. It's not a luxury anymore. It's yeah. a necessity. I- and no right. one's doing it. They're teaching reading. Yep. they're teaching memory. No one's teaching everything at once how to learn and use information and make it turn into profits in a business. That's what I do.
1: That's amazing howard, what are some what are some things that you do when you're when you're coaching and and uh, teaching executive level leaders within? large corporations. What are some things, maybe just a couple quick tactics that you do? Sure. Well, first on? I
2: show them how to read and learn faster. And okay. I showed them how to innovate, how to take the information and use it in new and unexpected ways. So they see things everyone else sees differently. And they're the first one to do something new. Like everyone saw a cell phone, like a captain Kirk communicator. And then Steve jobs saw a little computer. So they can put a monitor on the front, a chip in the middle, and make it run software. And it will also tell calls. Called it an iPhone. Worked out pretty well. Then he said, I can make it bigger. I'll call it an iPad. It was the same Mm -hmm. thing as the iPhone, just bigger. Worked out pretty well. That's what businesses need to do. They need to think ahead of everyone else. And by Mm -hmm. learning more and understanding it better, they make more money. That's one thing. I teach them how to write a book in a day. I wrote my last book in five hours. So if you're in business, you want to be an authority. You want to stand out from the others in your niche. Writers are usually recognized as smart and authorities in your niche. So if you can write a book in a day or two days and impress people with what you know, you're going to build a better reputation as a leader and more people will seek you out as an authority, not just someone in business. Uh, I teach them how to be creative and innovative and uh, elicit the genius level of thinking, which I can teach, which I'll show you if you'd like. Uh, I teach them how to stay focused and deal with the stresses. So they're not reacting to what's happening, but they're proacting. They're taking control of the situation And instead of letting the situations control them. And we teach all of the people in their businesses how to do this. I also, I became like a CLO in a lot of companies. Like I have a company now in Utah that having a lawsuit they're they're filing. And there's a million pages of data. Someone has to read it and tell the lawyer which pages matter and which pages won't help the case. Well, I can read a million pages in a couple of days and I can tell them these are the pages you need to be showing the lawyer to make the case work. These other pages aren't going to make any difference to your case. Wow. They're just information with no value. So like a company might have a large volume of data they need to innovate a new program or product and nobody there reads fast enough. So I read it for them and I give them. The uh the book notes I do the uh, the baron's notes and I show yeah, them. I yeah. like, this is this is wow. what's here this is what you actually need to know wow. this is the information your people need to work on and this is how you can use it to do wow. what you're trying to do and that's something that they can't do by themselves because most people don't read eighty pages a minute and understand what they're reading.
0: No, wow. I don't think so. I don't. That is it. amazing.
1: That is that you a do. very cool <laughs> service. Um I oh they can retweet
2: how at, at berglearning.com if they're interested.
1: Awesome. Um I have a question in regards to writing a book. Uh, you would you had said that you were able to write a book in five hours. Yes. And teach me how to write a book quickly. Yes. Yes. I totally see. I totally see how being able to 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 memorize and comprehend uh, different business tactic tactics allows you to write that book faster because you can just recall that r- really quickly but what about information that you've learned a long time ago that you didn't have that recall and that memorization practice um because i'm I'm thinking of like just putting it in, in our own terms if we're trying to write a book sure. yes from now on we can take these memorization and learning tactics and comprehend be able to you know write down everything that has happened and you know, starting today moving forward but what about all that information that we had recalled and we had done and experience we've had uh and it's kind of in one ear and out the other you know, throughout the last couple of years. Is there a way to go back and recall and learn that information? I mean, I guess- Yes,
2: there's actually four memories. The short-term memory, which is a few seconds. So you don't remember where you stepped 700 steps ago because you don't yep. need to. There's right. intermediate memory, which lasts four to six hours. So you're remembering what just happened recently that matters. There's long-term memory where you recall things that you've learned in the past fairly well. And then there's another kind of memory, which is what you're referring to. Let's imagine now you wanted to relearn the language you learned in high school. Let's just say it was Spanish, and you haven't used it in 15, 20 years. It doesn't take four years to learn at this time. The memory traces you created, learning calculus or statistics, or French, or Spanish, or whatever subject it is, don't disappear, but they erode. So the they're like. It's like an yeah. old roadway. It's gotten overgrown. It's not clean like a superhighway right. when it was once a superhighway. There's growth. It's overgrown, but it isn't gone. <laughs> so when you start relearning, that growth goes away. It takes less time to learn something you knew a second time in the future than it did initially to learn it from scratch because you're not relearning from scratch. Those neural pathways are still there. They're just below the threshold of consciousness. As you stimulate them by looking over that information a new time, those connections get stronger again much faster Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. never totally went away. They're just overgrown with garbage that they don't come back spontaneously without some review or study. But the good news is it will take much less time yeah. in that relearning than it did initially to learn it the first time.
1: And you relearn with that yeah. new technique, it gets you there. Yes. Totally. And if you great.
2: read super fast, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Because now you yeah. can go back over that information that's already part of your working knowledge, but below yeah. the threshold of retrieval much quicker and bring it back to the level of consciousness again. Wow.
1: That's crazy. I have one more question. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, you. I
0: just. It, does it have to? Kind
1: of. Yeah. Kind of. Mine doesn't. So go ahead. is that does that relate um at all to when we hear a song that we we uh, we knew say when we were a kid we can learn we can say every word and then ten years later it's like that that song comes on and you still know every single word is there uh, a relationship there or is it just melody and that how we mem- is that also uh, there is a relationship,
2: but music's kind of special. Uh, okay. it goes in a different part of our brain than okay. than when we're reading a book. There's different regions of the brain. Gotcha. Okay. But but yes, music is very music is very useful in getting into state. Mm. So we can learn a certain music that creates a learning state, making it easier for the brain to learn new information. Uh, there's music that yep. relaxes us and reduces yep. fear. And anxiety. there's music that animate animates. That's why they play marches in military and not lullabies. And that's why they yeah. play lullabies in nurseries and not military yep. marches.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that music is, yeah. is incredible. hundred percent. What did you have, Kyle?
0: Uh, this is like uh, probably start wrapping it up. But yep. uh, do you is there similar techniques to speed listening, like turning up, like you know, like on a podcast mm. or a uh, mm. uh, audio book you can turn it up to like five X. So it's quicker. Have you ever, have you ever um, that I Heard think it would that?
2: depend on the person, the subject yeah. and their prior experience. So here's mm-hmm. reading, listening to something where you've read 10 of the books, you know, the vocabulary very well. You're familiar yeah. with the names very well. You know, most of the equations and formulas very well. Yes, you could go much faster. If you don't know anything, it's a blank sheet. Then it's like a foreign language. And the new words in that language are coming at you so quickly. And in such rapid succession. You haven't had a chance to store them and put them into permanent memory. So you're basically wasting a lot of time.
0: Absolutely. That makes total sense. I couldn't agree more with that. Well, Howard, uh, that was an awesome conversation. If there was one thing that you're hoping that uh, people take away from when they listen to this podcast, if there's just one thing, what is it?
2: The world's in trouble. You listen to the news, does anyone say there's too many smart people making too many good decisions? No one's saying that. We need people who can think and learn and innovate. We've got major issues in this world that everyone's being confronted with. I can't fix every problem, but I can empower people to be better at what they do. And if we all become better at what we do, the solutions will come from those people collectively working as a group rather than working against one another and competing with each other for solutions. So my job is to help people learn how to learn, understand better, make fewer mistakes, make better choices bring products to market quicker, help their kids finish school so they can have a good job. And if they need a change, they know how to learn. They can change quickly instead of wondering what happened. Helping seniors stay mentally fit. And that's really what I'm trying to do is to help make a difference. I can't do it myself, but if I help enough people who are leaders and successful become better at what they do, collectively, all of us, as a group, can make a huge impact on the direction that we're going in and hopefully find better app options than the ones we've been choosing. And that's really my hope. And people can go to Berg Learning, B-E-R-G, learning.com. We have the programs there they need. There's free lessons available. If they want to contact me directly and ask me questions, it's Howard at BergLearning.com. I'd be happy to see what I can do to help individuals. I can mentor them. I can help their companies become more productive. I've worked with lots of Fortune 500 companies around the world. Uh, I can help them become a 21st century learning company because that's what companies are today. It's yep. all about knowledge and yep. using knowledge more effectively. or well, your competitors will, and you will no longer be where you are today in the future. Think of Blockbuster. They had a great business model till Netflix said we don't need stores. But then Netflix was smarter because when Redbox said we don't need mail, we could put it on a a corner of a store. They changed their business to streaming. No one gets DVDs from Netflix. They watch it online. Blockbuster Mm could have done that. But they didn't, and they went bankrupt. So when you're learning how to be... Innovative, not rely on what worked yesterday, tomorrow. Right. McCartney will be successful. If you think what you're doing today in 10 years is going to succeed, you're wrong. Ask Sears and JC Penny what happened. Right now, Jeff Bezos was using Sears yep. and JC's penny online. They put the he put their catalogs online and made himself the second richest man in the world. They still don't have a catalog online and they're going bankrupt. That's what happens to companies that don't innovate and stay ahead of the curve.
1: I I don't think we could. Yep. I totally agree with your
0: message and love your message. Yeah. And a testament really to that pole shoes, tricycle, Ooh. car, glove, okay, gun.
2: Teach it to your uh, I, kids. You have little ones I, I, that can I, learn this when they're three years old and it teaches them I, how to think and remember.
0: That's very cool. Dice skate, cats, bowling pins. Well, question mark. Uh, would iceberg Howard. <laughs> i am really excited we're mm. thrilled that we had you on our podcast we thank definitely to yes. have you back at some point that was a very very insightful conversation we very fun very fun we weren't sure what to expect Engaging. and uh it was it was just extremely impactful and i i think the listeners are going to take away absolutely a lot we will share this thank you thank you the nice uh, thank- thing is the
2: same program that will make money in the company will help their kids and their parents just, exactly it's just that they read different things the, Businessman's reading marketing and spreadsheets, and the kids reading a bio book, and the seniors reading a novel. But reading, learning, memory, it's the same skill. It's just used differently at different points in our life.
1: Amazing. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Howard. Awesome, Howard. Appreciate thank you so much, man. Thank for having me. Thank you, Howard.
0: And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros podcast. Wow, that was a great episode. Yes. <laughs> and if you I'm want excited. more great episodes like that, my knees. <laughs> subscribe to Biz Bros Podcast, yep. any real podcast, and we will talk to you and see you and hear you in the next Biz Bros Podcast.